0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Danelle, and I'm very pleased to have Daniela joining me today. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be diving into an age-old question, what makes art, art?
1: Yes, this is an interesting discussion because this question has always been met mixed responses, but it also draws up further questions like can anyone call themselves an artist and can any work be considered art.
0: Right, and as we get ready to dig into this case study here. um, That's a, those are very great questions to keep in mind. The case study is going to be uh, called pulling poetry out of a hat. So that's what we'll be examining today. In Tom Stoppard's play Travesties, Tristan Zara creates poetry by cutting up Shakespeare's sonnets, dropping the individual words in a hat, and then selecting, the, selecting and arranging the words uh, from the hat at random. So in one scene, Zara begins with the 18th sonnet. And here is what Shakespeare's sonnet says. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometimes declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou oust, nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. According to Stoppard, this is what Zara came up with. Shake thou thy gold buds, the untrimmed, but short fair shade shines, see this lovely hot possession growest, so long by nature's courses, so long heaven, and declines, summer changing, more temperate complexion. Then we have a seven-year-old girl's rendition of Stoppard's Zara, where she also randomly selects cut-up words from the 18th sonnet. So here is what her work says. Death complexion see, declines, summers this as rough changing eye, course the more sometime not hot lives, long fade, dimmed, often eternal growest, may nor date, wanderous lines that this temperate, least when eyes too is that his can brag too. Is this poetry? Is Sara's creation poetry, as Stoppard portrays it? Is either work original? So that is a case study there. But before we can answer that, let's first look at what information we know, what background uh, information we do have on the study.
1: So so far, we know that Tom Stoppard who's the talented uh, playwright and uh, screenwriter. Uh, He wrote the play Travesties, and this play um, tells the story of Henry Carr, an elderly man who spent his time reminiscing about his life back in, I believe, Zurich, Switzerland in 1917. And during this time period, um, Henry Carr had a few interactions uh, with some notable people, including uh, writer James Joyce, and russian politician lenin who carr interacted with prior to the russian revolution Um, however the most important interaction um he had was with tristan zara um, and he's a well-known dada poet and they interacted during the rise of the dada movement
0: right um i think we should talk a little bit about the dada movement because understanding what the art movement was, would also help to further understand the background of the actual case study.
1: So, during the early 20th century, there were several artists who were fed up with capitalism and pretty much any characteristics surrounding um, logic and reason. So um, instead, they ended up protesting against it with the opposite and they embraced nonsense and irrationality. So, of course, um, during this time, the Dada movement was met with uh, a lot of criticism. But um, these artists during this movement, they would, um, they didn't care to meet aesthetic standards. Um, they wanted to, um, they wanted their work to um, evoke a specific emotion. So they tended to, like, push the boundaries of art.
0: Right. And, and this wasn't very surprising because it was completely the opposite of the aesthetic standards that uh, the art world was traditionally used to. So when they started the movement, many people did not regard this as art. It was actually seen as something very foolish and basically it was like a blatant mockery of the traditional and academic forms of art. And the, the movement was known for just that, it was known for being a mockery of uh, nationalistic attitudes and materialistic attitudes. And the works that they created were also often at times very uh, satirical.
1: Um, so with that, um, Zara, he was doing more than just pulling words out of a hat. Um, artists um, during the Dada movement, they used a variety of visual arts to get their point across. So, like for example, um, I hope I'm saying this right, Marcel uh, Duchamp. Um, he used a lot of ready-mades during um, during this time, which were basically like the everyday objects that um, you would find or buy and use that as art. Like you would alter it and use it as art. And there's this one called the Fountain by du, um, Duchamp, where he altered it by um, he altered a urinal <laughs> by signing it "R mutt on it, and. At the time, the audience was in shock. And I'm sure like some people nowadays, they would probably still be confused um, if they saw a urinal with a signature on it. But Duchamp was using this to push the boundaries of art and to question where the line should be drawn on what could be considered art.
0: And and that's what's also very important too with Duchamp. He had a point to make. And just like um, during the Dada movement as well, although what they were doing was drastically different from the traditional art during that time period, it was still a very valid point that was theirs to make. And they were able to express this in uh, performance art, in poetry, collages, and even in sculptures as well.
1: Um, so yeah, so their intentions were to create a mockery of the traditional art, but they also had deeper, a deeper reasoning behind the movement. Um, It began as a negative response to World War I, um, and it was influenced by other movements like um, Cubism, Expressionism, um, and several others. And the artists would create works to question society, their own role as artists, and the purpose of their artwork. They wanted to form a a new art that would replace um, and demolish the traditional values of art. And Dada artists tended to involve chance in their work, as a way to challenge planning, the planning that went into, into traditional art um, in their own artistic process. Considering this movement, we can say that um, Zara and the young girls' works um, could be considered art since they use chants in their works by drawing words from a hat.
0: Right. And and they faced a lot of criticism and many challenges as well. Uh, some artists even were imprisoned. But this was all very intentional because, again, they wanted to evoke certain emotions, which is exactly what art does. Although traditionally, art would evoke more um, positive emotions, what the artists during the Dada movement were doing was completely the opposite. So we also see that Dadaism didn't last forever, but it did thrive during the time period when it began, and that was a period of a lot of political unrest. And throughout art history, we see many examples of historical periods that create new art styles and and new movements. And so this is no different of an example.
1: Um, Yeah, and if we look at um, concepts of Paul Ziff and Morris um, White, um, they argued that art doesn't have common properties, um, they ju- it just has similarities. So um, they said that art would then be based on the ability to recognize, describe, and explain the similarities we see in art. So basically they saw it as more of an open concept and um, because there's changes in style and medium and other facets of art throughout history. So in this case, Zara's work would be considered art, especially since during his time period, the the Dada movement was specifically taking place.
0: And there there were also many similarities to visual arts that were used in the Dada movement. Uh, You can sense that the artist had a deep uh, sense of understanding. One of George Dickey's five definitions of art, he says, an artist is a person who participates with understanding in how artwork is made. And when you look at the Dada artists, they understood that they wanted to express themselves in a way that was very non-traditional. They understood that they wanted to draw attention to the movement that they had created. Now, they didn't mind that the attention was negative, but you know, nonetheless, they still got viewers and people to hear what they had to say. So you can certainly get uh, a sense of the intention behind the movement, and much like what Zara may have done with his work when he created his his version of, of Shakespeare's sonnet. He created something that was intentional, and that was drastically different from Shakespeare's original sonnet.
1: And along that line of thinking, that, that means that the young girl's work um, would also be considered art as well, since she was inspired by Zara's own work. Um, although she was inspired by Zara as um as an artist herself she could have her own reason to reinvent his work and her own poem could have like a completely different meaning than his um however she uh did create her own poem with intentionality so that means it's still art
0: right and if we look back at the question at hand is this poetry is Zara's creation poetry um as Stoppard portrays it if we look back at it and try to think about if either work is original, so how do we um, try to get an understanding of that as well?
1: So in order to understand how to tackle these questions, we have to first realize that art is subjective. So um, Dewitt Parker, um, he once said that art is so complex complex, that its definition must also be complex. So it, it involves many characteristics. Um, So there are many different ways to address this question, just as there are many different definitions of art. um, We can actually take a look at some of those definitions.
0: Right, so the philosopher George Dickey, he believed that the art world would decide what art is. So that was his definition, because as we know, all of the philosophers kind of created their own theories of what art is. Um, and in this case, if we look at George Dickey's definition, we, can, we would have to uh, rely on the members of the art world to then distinguish and just determine whether Zara's rendition of Stoppard's work would actually be considered art. Um, so
1: I believe um, it's Leo Tolstoy, Tolstoy, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but um, he was a famous um, Russian writer. And according to him, um, the very perception of art has been lost. So basically, um, he thought that society considers bad art, good art. Um, he believed that society had to identify art from counterfeit art. But on the other hand, um, Clive Bell, who was an English art uh, critic, uh, he believed no artwork was completely worthless. So some people uh, probably think certain pieces of art like Marcel Duchamp's Fountain or Zara's poem um, cannot be art since they're just everyday objects or seem completely random and don't seem like traditional art. Um, However, these works have a deeper meaning and um, based on the artists which emphasize their worth
0: right and And if we look at, like you said, how uh, Leo Tolstoy was looking at it, he wanted the people to differentiate counterfeit art from quote unquote actual art, and of course, as we mentioned, art is subjective, so uh, who who would be the person that's deciding what is real from what is fake because everyone's take on art is gonna be different. And so with all these different theories that um, that exist, we also see how some theorists would pretty much like deny a theory um, just because it doesn't support their own definition that they've created. So when you look at other philosophers, some people also believe that art is indefinable they believe that there was no specific definition to art and when we use this line of thinking you can also see how Zara and the young girls poems can be considered art since art can technically be anything if we're using that um, sense of reasoning so it's kind of like how the saying goes um What is it? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, because when you look at it like that, it's it's based on that person's interpretation of art. So you know, everyone tends to interpret art differently. It is quite subjective. Um, And if we take a look at our textbook that discusses living with art, it talks about the tasks that an artist has, and one of those tasks is to record and to commemorate. And if we take the poet um, Hugo Ball as an example, he did just that, and he founded the Dada movement. So if we, you know, go back to one of those artists that were, um, that were among that time period, he was someone who created works that can now remind us of a specific historical period. Actually, in 1961, he wrote a poem, it was like a a sound poem. And it basically had um, nonsense syllables that it was, it just wasn't any language in particular. It just really didn't make sense. It wasn't really cohesive. Um, And he also performed in a costume that was like pretty much just as confusing as the poem. And when he was wearing this costume, he was photographed in it. And in the photograph that was taken, we can see uh, his legs were in some sort of a cardboard cutout. It was like a cylinder cardboard cutout, mm-hmm. and he had on this really big coat that was also made of cardboard. And to top it all off, he had this high top hat that was like a blue and white striped. So you can just kind of create like a visual picture yeah. of how. That's quite interesting. Yeah, it just the outfit looked crazy, <laughs> but. Yeah he wanted to draw attention to the political turmoil that was happening during that time. So mm-hmm. if you if you actually look at this photo, which is all the way from 1961, you can instantly be brought back to the events at that time, the political turmoil that was happening at that time. So when you look at Hugo Ball as someone who was part of the Dada movement and someone who was highly criticized for what he considered to be art, he was still able to create uh, visual artworks that records and commemorates, and then, you know, that would consider him an artist if we um, if we use the interpretation that an artist has the task of recording and commemorating. That makes him an artist because you can look at that photo and you can be taken back to night to the 1960s during that time period so even though his works were untraditional that was technically still art if you think about the fact that he was able to record and commemorate that time mm-hmm.
1: yeah so understanding art it just it really requires the viewer to look beyond the surface level of like whatever the visual work is because at first glance Zara's poem um and the young girl's poem, they look like gibberish, um, especially when it follows uh, Shakespeare's sonnet, Um, but it's certainly not as cohesive, um, so it almost lacks in comparison. However, um, after considering the Dada movement and its deeper meaning, you have to also consider what Zara's intentions were in creating his, his own spin on the poem. So um, basically the big takeaway would be that art is simply subjective it's up to the artists and your and your interpretation as the times change
0: right right and and with that being said then if we look at Zara's work um, in his rendition of the poem and we look at the young girl's work you can mm-hmm. see that there was intention there there was intention yeah. to basically create something different. So in doing that that is a form of art that is something Mm -hmm. that is original because you are creating it with your own ideals of how you want it to be interpreted um, by other people so it does change it it's no longer Shakespeare's sonnet now it's you know Zara's poem yeah and And the young girl's poem right exactly so I think we were certainly able to have a very thoughtful discussion that, mm-hmm. um, that really opened up the doors to many other questions uh, surrounding the distinction of art.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely a topic that can be just dis- discussed for hours. Like it's, it's, like it's yeah. been a topic that's been in discussion between like philosophers and like since the beginning. So yeah, so I'm glad we were able to contribute to the conversation.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Um, I do want to thank you so much for joining us today, Daniela. I really appreciate it. And this concludes the Exploring Art podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Exploring Art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and please join us soon. Remember to stay curious.